We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast, sponsored by No Halftime, the newest way to create fancy challenges for one-on-one matchups. Download it today at nohalftime.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Bichardi as we cover the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benny, are you ready for a full slate for Friday's action? Finally, yes. Thank God. I'm tired, <laughs> I of these, I'm tired of these three and five game slates where everybody has the same guys and overlap is crazy. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, should I really use Moutier? Or like, <laughs> is there somebody else who doesn't turn over the ball seven times per game? You know what it is? Is like, I like, I like playing cash games on a small slate because you still want people to prove to you that they know who the chalk is. Right, sure. But you, for me, it's just... I hate playing tournaments where the difference between cashing and not cashing mm-hmm. really comes down to one guy, right. and that one guy is a thirty-eight to forty-two hundred dollar player that you included along with all the obvious plays that are seventy to eighty percent owned. Some of those because, guys were like were like in the past few days were like um, Festus Azeli, Dwight Powell, mm-hmm. you know the guys that yeah. we've been talking. About. Like when you when when you have to make your choice between using you know festus or pow in your utility mm-hmm. and that's the difference between you cashing a you know 25 dollar entry for three or four hundred dollars uh, you know or cash or not cashing a 25 dollar entry on that one choice alone that's what i don't like about it you know give me enough different ways to come up with 
295 to 320 points on FanDuel or 275 to 300 points on DraftKings, and I'll find a way to do it. That'll be different than everybody else's. But when everybody basically has to use the same five or six guys, you know, I don't mind playing three-on-three in a cash game, but, you know, when everybody in a tournament has the same five or six guys and you're playing three-on-three or two-on-two for cashing or not cashing, it's like, you know, why, you know, yeah, it it just makes me not want to invest a lot of my dollars in, in GPPs on those kind of slates. I'd much rather stay for a slate like this where there's 10 games and you actually have to make choices between two superstars instead of just using the one superstar that's available to you on the night, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's why we got these 20 teams to choose from for today. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, really quickly, re- remind you that the Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate and review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe. All right, point guard position. Let's start up at the top like we always do, Benny. Top cash and GPP for you. Well, if we're starting at the top, we're starting with my man, Steph Curry. There's no reason not to at this point. Mm -hmm. The guy has been absolutely unbelievable so far this season. He is probably one of the most lights-out shooters I have ever seen, and I've been watching NBA for 25-plus years at this point in my life. I've said this on a number of different occasions, and people thought he— this was before he ended up winning the MVP MVP in the championship. And, you know, I mean, maybe it doesn't sound as impressive now, but I said this, like, in the middle of last season— He's going to end up the end up as the greatest shooter of all time, and still people think yeah. that's like blasphemy because of you know Bird and Reggie Miller and all the other guys that are no. that, that are out no. there. No, he's, I'm he's sorry. He's just better. He's just better. No. Yeah, no. you know. And the best is there was a quote that I saw yesterday from Clay Thompson, who um, you know they were he was talking about Steph and they said to him like you know, you know how is it that Steph's such a humble guy? And he looked at him. He goes, "Have you seen the shots that he takes? There's <laughs> nothing humble about the shots that this guy takes. Like he might seem like a humble guy off the court, but." Uh-huh. He's got more confidence in his ability than anybody else in the, you know, in the league, basically. And you can see it by the way he's playing, especially this season so far. You know, people were like, oh, he shouldn't have won. He is making everybody who said he didn't deserve the MVP last year look pretty stupid so far in the early going because he is just, he's the best player on the best team in the NBA right now. And they are just absolutely dominant. So. If you if you got the money to spend up, it's a good matchup against Denver, who's been giving up a ton of points to point guards anyway. You know, I see no reason not to use Steph Curry as the top option for cash, for GPPs, for, you know, any kind of head-to-head tournament or anything else that you're going in. He, to me, he's the guy that I'm going to be paying up for, probably starting my rosters with, and then figuring out how to, uh, you know, get points from every other position with the money I have left over. 19 threes he dropped in the last three games, 7, 4, and 8. Just absolutely nasty. Now, the next question for you here is how much of a, um, you know, price increase can you stomach here? He, uh, was, you know, at 10, 2 against Memphis, down $100 against, they give you, you $100 worth of respect for facing Chris Paul. Not that that mm-hmm. mattered too much. And he was down mm-hmm. to 10, 1. Um, let, let's, how, how far up the ladder can you still justify paying for Steph Curry? I mean, he's averaging over 50 points a game right now. So it's basically, if you're looking at it, most of the guys, from the way I look at the the pricing, it seems that they try to price guys at or around five times their averages. You know, that that seems to be about, if you look through all the guys and what they're averaging, yeah, there's some guys who might have had like a big 30, 40-point outlier game. But what they try to do is price them at about five times their averages. So if you're getting Steph Curry for around $10,000, 10-1, 10-2, I mean, he's averaging over 50 points right now. 
You know, he's putting up 30 real-life points. He's getting, you know, four, five, six assists a game. He's getting four, five, six rebounds a game, which is a little bit crazy. He's one of the guys that's up there towards the top of the league in steals. So, I mean, there are multiple categories that this guy is producing in. And not just producing in, but producing towards the top of the league in. So, I mean, I think under... You know, when it starts getting up to like 10-5, 10-8, 11,000, I think you got to stop and pause and think about it. But at around 10,000, I have no problem rolling them out there. Yeah, so uh, once I think we get to the the crazy Russell Westbrook, when it was, it was like Westbrook on like on Fandle got up to like 12K, 12-something-ish. 12 yeah. Like then you and started I still like, played him. And I, I did still too. played him I every day, too. and he still paid off. Like that's the thing is, you know, I went some to of the these wall. guys, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I, some of these guys are just that – you know they're they're that they put up that many fantasy points. They are they are fantasy gods basically. Yeah. And you know you just have to have them in your lineup because when a wet, I mean like the other day Steph went off for eighty. Right. You can't make up you can't make up for not having him in your roster in, in your roster when a guy goes off for eighty points. You know Westbrook last year when he was doing his triple double every freaking game thing without without uh, Kevin Durant. If he's getting you 70, 80 points, then he's worth it. You got to pay up for him. You know, it's not it's not even a question. Yeah, so actually, don't short the guy, okay? 83.333 uh, points. So it was an absolute monster performance. I want to see if somebody beats it <laughs> this week. Have you, ever think, seen, have you ever seen something higher than 83? I have, I have, yeah, West, Westbrook had a 90-something last year. I, I had that game, um, yeah. But there were... They act, somebody actually wrote an article on it, and I wish I remembered who it was because I remembered looking through the article, and, I, and I'd love to give him credit for it. But somebody actually put an article out last week for, like, the biggest fantasy games, uh, you know, ever, like the biggest games ever since, you know, DFS became a thing. Right. Um, and, like, that Steph game is one of the ones that's up in, like, the top 15 or 20. So there are some other guys who have gotten into that rarefied air of 70, 80 points. But, you know, it's it's – Believe, that was an amazing performance that he put on, even for a guy. You know, like, do you think anybody was upset paying 9900 for him the other day when he put up 82? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it, the guy can do it, and there's very few guys in the league that can. And, I mean, he's already had over 63 fantasy points twice in five games. So 40% of the games that he's put up has been over 60. He's worth 10-5 to me, easy in that situation. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. Now, the only question here is, do you still feel comfortable with a cash game roster built around him, or do you feel like you just want, um, uh, uh, like just GPP shares for you know the amount of uh, salad, amount of punt plays that you might have to roll spending up on a top option like Steph Curry? It depends on who the punt plays are and who I can get. Like, you know, we'll get into some of the guys later, but, you know, like uh, like last night, if you if you were able to use a guy like Marcus Thornton, who was incredibly cheap in a good spot, Nick Stauskas, Evan Fournier, um, these are guys that weren't just cheap, but they were cheap guys that had big upside. If you can still, if there's still guys like that around, if these guys are still priced where they have been over these last couple games, then, yeah, you can fit in a stuff without having to, you know, really take chances. What I don't like doing is, you know, people talk about cheap plays. There's a difference between a cheap play and a punt to me. You know, like Fournier, Thornton yesterday, they were cheap plays. They weren't punts. They weren't guys that you that were super, super risky. You know, they were guys that you could expect, worst case scenario, you're going to get 20, 25 points out of. And best case scenario, they're going to do what they did yesterday and get you 30, 40 points. So if you can find enough of those guys that you feel comfortable in, then, yeah, use the extra money and go up and get a get a Steph Curry. You know, I'd rather have a Steph Curry and a, and a Jaheel Okafor 
who was pretty cheap and, and is another guy who I just thought was a great value yesterday, then go and take two mid-range guys like a, you know Kyle Lowry and a, and a Rudy Gobert who are basically the same price as you know Steph and, and Okafor together were and putting those guys in my roster. Yeah. So you know if you're able to get the value elsewhere, there's no problem with spending up on a on a on a Westbrook or on a Curry or on a you know whoever the superstar that you want is. Um, right now, those are the two guys who I'm really looking at at spending up on. I don't know if there's anybody else up there in that you know nine ten thousand dollar range that I really feel as comfortable putting in there. But if I'm spending up, you know, Steph Curry is the guy that's on the top of my list right now. Yeah, I agree with you there as one. It's like you said, it's much easier to do when you have a 10 game slate like that and you can sort of nail down some cheaper options. And the, also the good thing that you have here early on in the season is when you have people like, um, Marcus Thornton, who turned out to be a nice call for us uh, on the Wednesday show, and Evan Fournier and all these other guys who have stepped into starting roles but haven't been fully price-adjusted yet because it's so early on in the season, you have a better opportunity to sort of roll the top options into your lineups than you do later on the season when people are set with their minutes and we know who's starting and who's not. You become more dependent on uh, injury uh, injury flyers for people who are stepping into the starting lineup rather than being able to take advantage of some solid cheap options uh, overall. So that's uh, another thing to sort of uh, keep in, keep your eye on there. All right. So yeah, Steph Curry easily the top projected option. If we're going to slide down there, how much? What can we do in terms of uh, value and opportunity at point guard? Well, I know he didn't have a really great game last night, but Kyle Lowry's been putting up some good numbers. Uh, goes up against Orlando, who's a team that's been struggling to guard point guards. So and his price is still somewhat. Cheap. Um, on DraftKings, he's about $8,000 right now, just a tad under, which isn't incredibly cheap. But over on FanDuel, where he's only 78, FanDuel at 78 to me is pretty cheap for what he's been able to produce so far. So if his price stays at that same range that he was last night, I think that, um, you know, Lowry's another guy you can look at in a good matchup. But I don't even think you need to spend up that far because there's a couple guys that are even like 1000 or $1,500 cheaper that are interesting. Um, so let me throw this list at you, and you tell me how you feel about some of these guys. Okay. Um, if Marcus Smart is out, you got Isaiah Thomas That's again. The first guy I had highlighted. He scored 40 points plus in two yep. out of the four games, and he got the starters minutes. So even without the starters minutes, he's an option. Um, but well, you know that now that he's going to get back, um, if if Marcus Smart stays out of the lineup with a toe injury, then um, he's going to be an almost an auto play for me um, mm-hmm. at, at either a second point guard spot. Um, on FanDuel or in my guard or utility slot on uh, on DraftKings. So 100%, 100% agree with that. Yes. We also have on Friday, you have um, Jarrett Jack, who, again, hasn't been playing all that great, but mm-hmm. he's still cheap, and he gets Los Angeles Lakers point guard defense. Yes. Um, or lack thereof, I guess. Right, mm-hmm. which is a huge boon for him overall. Um, I'm actually I'm good with Jack, but if you if you're, we're going to go dollar for dollar here, and I think that they're going to be in the same range. What do we have on Jack, by the way? Uh, I think he was six thousand. Let me 6K. double check. I think yeah. he was like six k the other he's day. Been yeah, six k flat all, all four games on DraftKings. I'm going to actually go with his uh, the guy on the other side of the ball who's point guard eligible. Oh, yeah. Jordan Clarkson, I know who you're talking baby. about. Yeah, yep. baby. Yeah, yeah, I got him on this list too. He yes. was the next guy to talk about. Right. Yeah, yeah. he's um. You know, in my opinion, right now, he's the best player on the Lakers. I, I still you know, sorry, sorry, Kobe Bryant truthers. I know that I'm going to get, you know, dirty <laughs> emails for that. But right now, Clarkson is the, the guy. If, if you ask me who do you want on the Lakers and we were starting a draft for today going forward, mm-hmm. you know, not taking anything away from Kobe. He's been a great player his whole career. But right now, I'd rather have Jordan Clarkson because I think this guy's got a lot of upside. 
Me too. 110%. And 5200 is a steal right now. So enjoy the discount while it's still happening. I'm, I'm in there all the way 110%. Jordan Clarkson is, uh, especially against Brooklyn, who we know isn't the, the, the greatest of defensive teams. So don't care that it's on the road. Jordan Clarkson, uh, any, at least for GPPs, I think you can make a, a case for him in cash. Uh, mm-hmm. especially when you need to, um, you know, uh, fill out like a utility spot or put, on DraftKings where it's a little more liberal where you can throw somebody in the guard spot or in the utility spot so you have you know basically three different spots that he, you could choose from and you can throw three point guards if you want in there so that makes a ton of sense I want to get your take here on Mr. TJ McConnell who um, showed up pretty good in in his first start or um, yeah first start overall back to back games with 12 assists so dropping dimes like it's going out of style here um, and and bare minimum price up to thirty three hundred. I expected that number is going to jump up again on yes. Friday, so we might be a, that, above four K at this point. Mm-hmm. But DraftKings has been historically slow to raise prices. So. Yeah, basically what I was going to say. The one caveat I'm going to throw out there is it depends what his price jumps to. Right. But if his if he's if he's listed at thirty three, thirty five, thirty six, thirty nine again, I mean he has in the last two games he has. 36.25 and 34.75 DraftKings points, and he did it for 3,000 and 3,300. If you can get this guy at less than, hell, honestly, less than 55, mm-hmm. it, it, to me, it's almost an autoplay. Yeah. Actually, hold on. Let me check the matchup, though. Who do they play? Uh, Philly. Let me see here. They got Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland is not the easiest point guard matchup, but it's also not that hard. If he comes in at, you know, like I said, if he comes in at $5,000 or less, yeah. you know, he, he's in my lineup. He, yeah. He's basically... It's almost been, guaranteed he, he to not get... 30. It's almost guaranteed not to jump up that far, um, the, you know, because he started out at 33 k I wouldn't be too surprised if it was up to four, but if he went, like, a full, like, 1700 in one game, one one yeah. game's time, that would be a little bit shocking to me. But it's actually I justified, think, you know? Yeah, I think you see him somewhere in, like, the 4,600 range, like 46, 48 at, at, at most. That would make more um, sense, yes. Yeah, I think that's where they have him. If he's any less than that, guys, just just lock him in there and take the free points and thank us later. Yeah. Um, any other guys that we can sort of make a case for? People are asking me about Dennis Schroeder um, as, a like, a potential GPP option. I'm okay with him as a GPP option. The one thing that kills me is... Uh, like, can they just figure out what they're going to do here? Because, I, I mean, this is just a killer for DFS. It's like he gets 28 minutes. I believe he was in the starting lineup against Brooklyn. You know, the past two games, he's back in that six-man role behind Jeff Teague. Only plays 16 and 21 minutes. The game before that, he plays 33. You know, if we can get a better handle on the minutes, then we can make a better, better case for him in GPPs. I just hate Atlanta's pace overall. Um, although Shooter is the one guy who plays on that on that team with a lot of pace. Uh, so, uh I don't know. What do you, what do you think here? Are you interested in GPPs at all? No, the, the the biggest part of this too is New Orleans has been so bad, so so bad, and he's forty seven hundred, uh, for, you know, for Wednesday's price. Um, yay or nay on Schroeder? I like him more for cash because I think he's solid and consistent and and does it. I don't see him as like a forty point upside kind of guy though. He's not. Um, not in that not in that offense. Like I don't think anybody in that offense is. So it's not really a knock on him. Um, it's more just the way that they play. I would rather go for a guy like McConnell, who I know is going to see a ton of minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know. McConnell's like a miracle worker. I, I just want to quickly point this out. You get a Philadelphia team to give you 12 assists. Like, you you pass the ball that many times and they made shots. That's, you know, on that team, that's, you know, 
that, that's amazing to me. I was yeah. like, you saw what like Isaiah Cannon to me is that isn't that much worse of a distributor. He actually goes for his own shot more. McConnell's clearly you know pass first, but uh-huh. you really just have to hope like Stauskas or Jalil Okafor makes a shot in order for you to get your assist. So. Yeah, um, I'm thoroughly impressed with T.J. McConnell. I'm pretty pissed that I missed out on him in season-long leagues because I picked up Cannon and I didn't back him up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but for DFS purposes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think so we've given him a good uh, mix of uh, point guard options. One other guy that I want to say that throw here that I think is going to be um, not terribly high-owned because we have the same situation that, uh, like, Renee Miller and I talked about on, for yesterday on, on, on Pro Football Focus where sometimes a contrarian play is the middle-priced guy who um, you're not getting enough of a discount on, and he isn't like the top option or the top three option on the board uh, in terms of overall ceiling. So that makes for like for the perfect contrarian play for GPPs, and like for me, Reggie Jackson's that guy. So mm-hmm. like 7,500 uh, over the last two games has uh, put up 31, 43, 26, and 36. So fairly consistent, and he has 40 point upside. So you like that. And you take a look at that offense there too. It's basically him and Drummond, and then everybody else is sort of playing a like a second fiddle type role. So I, I think his usage is, is still going to be fairly high, and he has triple double upside. So um, somebody that I will be definitely taking a look to mix up some of my cash in GPP lineups there against Phoenix, who is probably going to play a paced up game. So uh, there you have that. All right, let's go ahead and move on to shooting guard. What do you got up top here for Friday? Now, shooting guard to me, I feel like you either pay up for James Harden, um, who's in a good situation here. They're playing Sacramento. Sacramento is a paced-up team that doesn't play a ton of defense. You know, they had an owner who wanted to play five-on-four with a guy Chippy hanging last year. <laughs> so, you know, to me, you either pay up for Harden. Wait a minute. Or you have to explain Chippy hanging because I understand exactly what you're talking about, but I think, like, the, the, maybe this is an East Coast thing or something like that, but the rest uh, of my entire life – like everyone I've ever known has called it cherry, cherry picking. Yes. All right. Yeah. I mean, we call it chippy hanging over here, I guess. Um, actually, you know, funny story. Uh, the high school I went to, Seton Hall Prep, where I played basketball, is actually the same high school that the former Sacramento coach uh, Brendan Malone went to. Nice. I like and um, yeah, he actually was my uh, basketball coach at basketball camp when I was in eighth grade. On the you know before I wound up getting into to high school when he was. Uh, I think he went to Providence, if I'm not mistaken. He played ball at Providence. He was a, you know, very good basketball player in his own right back in the day. Was but, he? A, was he a chippy hanger? No, he definitely was not. He was a hard nosed dude. Played defense. Like my my cousin went to that school a couple years ahead of me. Just a, a quick side note. So I used to actually see him play when he was in high school. He was he was very very good. Um, now here's basically what it is: is the old. Well, the new owner who took over the team wanted them to play at a faster pace and was talking about how at his kids' game, instead of everybody running back on defense, they used to just leave one guy down on the offensive side of the basket underneath the, you know, underneath the basket, basically. So we call it chippy hanging because you're staying there. You know, a chippy is, a, you know, a nice, easy shot from two feet away. Yeah. <laughs> so you're chippy hanging because you're hanging out at that side of the basket, not playing defense and just waiting for somebody to get a rebound and throw the ball down for you so you can put a quick basket in before the defense gets back. All right. If, so when I'm watching, that's where that comes from. When I'm watching NBA tonight, if I see somebody come up with a chippy hang, I'm going to tweet you, all right? And I'm going to yeah. be like, you know, uh, like Reggie Jackson, back-to-back chippy hangers, you know, and people are going to be like, what? 
I'm yeah, like, it's like when you're playing. You know when you're playing when you're playing like pickup basketball in the park, and somebody goes to the basket and throws up a horrible shot and misses. You start, and then instead of running back on defense, they just stay there, yeah. hoping that somebody gets a steal and then throws it back up to him so they can make a layup. Like we don't throw the ball to that guy because if you don't get back on defense, you ain't getting the ball. That's you know, you exactly. Be hanging his bed. Yeah, that good, good. That's a way to do it. Don't don't reward that guy for being a douche. No. Yeah, exactly. you don't get rewarded for chippy hanging. It's not it's not a thing. Excellent. But um, you know, basically like I said, I would pay up for Harden in this situation okay. or I would come really far down because you can get guys like, you know, Marcus Thornton who we talked about the other day had another big game yesterday. Guys like Nick Stauskas. Um depending what site you're playing on because on some sites he's a shooting guard, some sites he's a small forward, you know, Evan Fournier. Um, you know, even uh your boy Giannis um and I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, that guy. Um, you know, like those are depending on what site you're playing on. He's a shooting guard on some sites, a small forward on others. You know, those would be the guys that I'm looking at. If I'm not paying up for Harden, for the most part, I'm probably coming down and taking some of those cheap guys at the position because you know Stauskas, Thornton, you know even Fournier, they're giving you so many points for such a small price. You you were getting Fournier at like forty four, forty five hundred. You're getting Thornton and Stauskas at like thirty five hundred, thirty seven hundred on FanDuel and, and DraftKings. And these guys are putting up twenty, thirty, forty points. So to me, there's no reason to take a guy who you're gonna have to spend an extra three or four thousand dollars on hoping that they're gonna get you the same twenty, thirty, forty points when you can get it for cheap and save that money to go and get yourself a Steph Curry or go and get yourself a James Harden you know, and pair one of these guys with them. It doesn't make any sense to me to go for some of these guys in the mid-range, the Oladipos, the Clays, the, the Rosens, the Knights, because they don't have the upside. Harden's the only guy that has 50, 60-point upside on a consistent basis. You know, yeah, maybe some of these other guys can get there once in a while, but Harden does it almost every game. And these other guys are getting the same 30 or 40 points that those mid-range guys are doing, and they're doing it for half the price. So I'm not going to spend 7500 on Clay Thompson when I can get Stauskas for half the price and probably get at least two-thirds to, you know, the same amount of fantasy points out of him. It just doesn't make sense to me to do. I totally agree with you 110%. So I'm going to be stirring up the cooking up. What does he do? Cooking up the – stirring up the eggs or whatever. Did you see the bobblehead where, that, that, where James Harden is stirring up the – the bowl of food. Um, no, I yeah, haven't. That was the giveaway on Wednesday. So, yeah, I got to get my hands on one of those, and I'll be getting my hands on some James Harden in some of these lineups uh, for the Friday slate. So Harden makes sense for me. as a top play. You know Sacramento has just been playing Matador defense, and uh, if they don't get DeMarcus Cousins in this game, it's probably going to be uh, a situation where Harden can go for a 40-burger just on points alone. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely in on, on that pick uh, there as well. Somebody I'm going to tell you right now uh, – I don't care what his price gets to. Kobe Bryant is a across the board fade. The guy is only shooting jump shots, and I think we may have said this said, said this before. So I have I want all the Jordan Clarkson and none of the Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get your take quickly here on we're sort of what I'm caught up in here is I like to use Victor Oladipo a lot of times, um, and I like Demar Derozan, but the problem that I have here um, with you know Victor Oladipo at 7700, which is fine, <laughs> which I, I'm okay with, but we just seen just such. A, a huge movement with Evan Fournier making moves left and right here. I, I just don't think that you can really come off of him right now until he um, burns you at the stake. What, what's, what's your take on how you approach Evan Fournier um, given this, this current hot streak? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said before, he's giving you, if you look at the game logs for Oladipo, and I don't hate Oladipo either. I mean, he was a guy I played a lot last year. I put I put a lot of faith into him, was a big fan of his game. 
Um, but if he's going to be giving you like 35 to 40 points and you got to pay 71, 74, 77 he was up to last game, mm-hmm. and you're getting that same number of points for Fournier at 44 or 45, mm-hmm. that other $3,000 I can find somewhere to use. You yes. know, like that's the difference between, you know, Steph Curry and, you know, Ricky Rubio or, you know, a, a $5,000 guy who's kind of risky or an $8,000 guy who's got a 30-point floor and a 45-point ceiling. So to me, if you're going to get the same kind of production out of a guy who's $3,000 cheaper, you know, like I said, I don't see any reason. You know, like even a guy like Stauskas at shooting guard who's getting you 25 to 30 a game, mm-hmm. well, if he's only going to get me 5 or 10 points less than I'm going to be getting from Oladipo on his average game lately, but I'm saving, you know, Stauskas is literally half the price of Oladipo. I'm taking the savings. I mean, there's no reason not to. As long as you have viable options that are that cheap that have been putting up these kind of numbers, it doesn't make sense for me to pay up for some of these guys. That's why I said the only guy that I think can put up like a 60-burger is Harden, so you would be able to pay up for him, and that makes sense. Mm. But everybody else who's going to give me 30 or 40 points, if I can get 30 or 40 points out of some of these guys that are in the four and $5,000 range, I'm not going to pay the $7,000 range to get the same production. Yeah, I, I'm with you there as well. So, you know, to me, and Fournier has done enough for me to trust him in cash games and GPPs. And just you, like you said, you know, for, with 4,500, you don't need a ton for him to meet value. And then, and he's been pr- producing well above gravy from that price point for the last three games. The other yeah. guy we, I really want to talk about too here, Marcus Thornton. We, we mentioned him there as well. He's in that same situation, just 3,500 uh, on FanDuel, 28.75 uh, points, which is absolutely fine. Doesn't do a ton of of, of other stuff, but for like, as like, you know, on the GPP side, I like the upside. 18 points, um, you know, hit two trays, three rebounds, three assists, and a, and a, and a steal. So a nice, cheap end, minimum salary guy who pays off the price tag, uh, or not minimum salary anymore, but 3,500. But as long as Terrence Jones stays out of the lineup and they continue to start him and actually, you know, uh, matched up against his former team, so there's some revenge narrative that you can mm-hmm. sort of play into there. Um, will you have some shares with Thornton as well? Yeah, and I mean, and here's the thing I want people to understand when we're talking about these guys like Thornton and Fournier and Stauskas. If you go look at their game logs, you know, don't look at how many points or fantasy points. Look at how many minutes they're playing. Look at how many shots they're getting. Right. Like, these guys are legitimately putting up these numbers. Like, it's not a fluke. It's not like it's a one-game kind of thing that he played 40 minutes and scored 25 or 30 fantasy points like you know, just looking at, at Thornton's numbers right now, like 30 minutes, 37 minutes, 29 minutes and change, uh-huh. you know, 14 field goal attempts, 14 field goal attempts, 16 field goal attempts. Like, those are legitimate numbers, and it's now that we've seen it a pattern over a couple games right now. So it's not like he just had one game where maybe somebody hurt their ankle or the matchup was good and they put him in. Like, you know, this is now an entire week worth of him getting 30 minutes, getting 14 shots, and still being priced at 3500 you know, it's it's now two or three games in a row where Stauskas is getting close to 28, 30 minutes, you know, and taking 12, 15 shots and adding a couple other things. It's now three or four games in a row we've seen, you know, Fournier had almost 40 minutes played the other night, you know, taking 15, 20 shots. You look at, at the game logs for uh, Orlando, he's either the second or the third guy on the list in terms of number of shot attempts, like, these are legitimate numbers. It's not like you're just taking a guy because, well, somebody's hurt and maybe he'll have a big game. Like, you know, these guys have proven that with the way things are going for their teams right now, they're going to see the minutes, they're going to see the shots, they're going to get their chances to score fantasy points. And as long as they're still cheap, 
they're viable options. They're guys that you have to be looking to put into your roster because you can go and get such a nice group of players around them because their prices are so cheap. Like if you played last night over on DraftKings or FanDuel and you didn't have guys like Thornton and Fournier, um, you know, Stauskas at, at the two and three spots for you, you weren't you weren't cashing last night. There, and you definitely weren't winning because the guys who won were guys who used those guys as their punt plays and then, you know, had big scores from the guys that they put in there that they paid up for. They had the, you know, 50-burger out of Russell Westbrook. They they didn't miss on anybody. They got all their guys they paid seven grand for, you know, scored 40 points for them, 40 fantasy points for them. So if you can nail down the value plays, then you can make some combinations of the guys around them, you know, the guys that you have to spend up on. And if you get the right combination of all those guys put together, you can have a big game. Very, very interesting. So the way, the way I'm looking at this um, in terms of the case we're trying to make, I think what we're trying to tell people out there for, for DFS is like if you're not paying up for Harden or if you, you haven't found some you know reason for you to get Old Depot or DeRozan who are similarly priced in there, you've got a couple top options. And we're saying slide all the way down. To, 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 val- to value town with, with Stauskas, Thornton, uh, and, uh, Evan Fournier, depending on what site you're playing on, and go and take that, um, you know, uh, upside with, with the cheap salary while it's still available, cause it's not gonna sit there and last all day. Alright, uh, l- before we move on to small forward here, uh, Benny, we gotta quickly let the people know that for all you pod listeners out there, if you haven't been subscribing to rotowire.com yet, now is the absolute best time to do so. Um, they've got, a million different uh, DFS optimizers going on for NBA, for NFL right now, for NHL, college football. So you can get access, and and soccer. So you can access to five uh, DFS optimizers that you can use right now at your fingertips with a 10-day free trial. So you just go to rotowire.com slash pod, enter that in, get your 10-day free trial, try out the lineup optimizers. They are awesome. We use these for a lot of our projections. When, you're, when you hear us talking about DFS and where we have people ranked, um, we're checking th- these prices. And the great thing that I love about the DFS optimizer here, Benny, on, on Rotowire. Now, I don't want to mention other names from other sites, um, but if you happen to subscribe to other DFS subscriptions, you may get one um, uh, DFS site in terms of the optimizer. They'll only give you FanDuel if you subscribe to the fan, mm-hmm. for instance. You know what I'm talking about, right, Benny? Yep. Uh, yep. We don't we don't mess around here with Rotowire. We're giving you the full experience. You're getting when you have access to any optimizer. For the major sports, you get FanDuel, you get DraftKings, Fantasy Aces, Draft Day, Drafter, Fantasy Score, and Yahoo with stats for DFS, um, defense versus position, uh, the lineup optimizer, daily lineups that are up to the minute, projections, and you can take a look at yesterday's optimal lineup that won for you as well. So they're killing it on Rotowire in terms of DFS. That's everything that you need to make some hay in your lineups, and we're, this is the content that we're providing for you on the show. So you, you're, if you like the content, you like what you're hearing, this is where our information is being sourced from, and now's your time to take advantage. Um, rotowire.com slash pod for your 10-day free trial. All right, small four position here, Benny. Top cash and GPP, GPP for you. Okay, let's see. Um, you know, honestly, small four is a little bit tough today. I don't know if I would pay up uh, all the way to the top for like a LeBron or Durant. Paul George has been playing really well. I think his price is just a little bit too cheap. Um, you know, he looks like he's all the way back to that guy that we remember from two years ago. So I think coming down to like 8K on DraftKings for him, uh, he was a big play for me last night. I actually had him and Kawhi Leonard. I paid up at small forward and, and put the two of them together. That worked out pretty well. So I do really like Paul George here. 
Um, again, depending on what site you're playing on, if guys like Fournier or Giannis are available at small forward, you know, to me, you just plug those guys in. And then um, I have a kind of a cheap option who I who I think I'm going to be using a lot. Uh, and maybe it's a little bit of, uh, you know, a narrative going on here, but Marcus Morris has been playing about 30, 38 minutes a game over the last couple uh, games that he's played. And it's a revenge game for him going up against Phoenix, who he was very upset that they decided to, you know, kind of let him walk. So I could see Marcus Morris putting up a big score here for, uh, you know, a pretty cheap price. All right. Uh, how about the, just to jump in here really quick with the punt plays there, uh, interesting slate of guys that are available, but I feel like I'm just paying up in most spots here, unlike small forward. Uh, for for the Friday slate, what's your personal take on some of these guys that have some upside? Yeah, I mean, honestly, other than Fournier, uh, if you're playing on a site where he's listed as small forward, right? I think the lowest I would be looking to go would be like, uh, you know, Marcus Morris, Danilo Gallinari. You know, I don't really want to get too much further down than there. You know, like Joe Johnson, Harrison Barnes, Andre Iguodala. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. I mean, none of these guys really excite me. Right. Um, you know, I heard people talking about like Richard Jefferson might be getting a start, but at this point in his career, he's basically a spot up shooter and not a very good one. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I like Gallo a lot, but I'm scared off of him against Golden State, who's just been, you know, oh, yeah. running people out of the gym. So yep. he could play like, 22 minutes and then you know you have a tough time meeting uh, meeting the price point but it's more than reasonable in most <laughs> spots i feel like he was just underpriced all season long last year on fandle yep. sitting like right around you know the five six k range so yeah. um that's something i'm going to take a look at the one guy i'm going to sort of keep my eyes peeled for to see what happens with the injury report is uh nikola Vuc- uh, vucevic uh, who left the the end of that game, I think, with a rolled ankle. He, like, came down and stepped on somebody, had to leave the game. And then yeah. Aaron Gordon stepped into the lineup and decided to go ham uh, for a nice little 32 ball with 19 and 8 and an, with an assist and a block. So here's a guy who's, who's got some upside. I'm a, I was impressed by his offensive game because I've been hating on his offense for a year and a half now for not um, improving the way that he said he had. Uh, maybe he just needs some opportunity, and this could be it. Um, in Toronto, who doesn't have a good power forward uh, situation at all, if they end up playing him, so well, I'll, I'll we'll see what ends up happening because that means like you have like a front line of Aaron Gordon, Tobias Harris, and Evan Fournier, which or Oladipo, which is very small. Uh, but you might be able to get away with it against somebody like like Toronto, who doesn't have a strong front line. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to keep my tabs up. There's my 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 sneaky punt pay for Friday uh, at 4K on DraftKings, and we'll see if he gets price adjusted up um, after a good performance uh, for the Friday slate. All right, uh, let's go ahead and flip over to power forward here, Benny. Uh, top cash and GPP for you. You know, the guy who I have actually been looking at and using a lot and he's been doing well for me is Greg Monroe. Um, he is a little bit below some of these other guys. I'm, I'm pretty much off Anthony Davis at this point, and I don't like the matchup against Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a pretty good defensive team, and I don't know what's wrong. I mean, maybe it's his teammates. Maybe it's the fact that they don't have a lot around them to go with them. But he just hasn't looked right. Doesn't look like the guy who we paid up for all the time last year. And until I see that guy again, I'm off of Anthony Davis. So I'm looking in that next level below him. I don't love Kevin Love. Um, no love for Kevin Love from me. 
Draymond Green is a guy who I do like, but I don't think that either one of them are really getting you value. Monroe's the only one of those guys who, to me, is like a clear number one offensive option on his team. And he would probably be the guy that I'm rolling. I'm not a big fan of the Knicks big men. Um, I don't think that he's going to have a particularly tough time getting anything done against that team. So Monroe is probably the guy who I would pay up for. Uh, I, I Actually, this is a really tough position for me. Like, I have a couple names down here, and they all have, like, question marks next to them, which when I'm doing my research kind of means, like, yeah, maybe, like, if I needed to kind of deal. Like, you know, guys like Draymond. Uh, Thad Young, who's not in a horrible spot here. Perzingis, who's been doing okay. But I don't really love any of them. Uh, the only other guy who I have written down here is somebody I want to make sure I get into some rosters is Ryan Anderson because he's very cheap and he's been doing really, really well. So I think that Anderson is the one like kind of mid-range cheap kind of guy that I really like. And if I don't use him, I'm probably going to be paying up here and going to a guy like Monroe who I have been using and you know, have a lot of faith in. All right, I'm with you there. That could make some sense for me. The the the, uh, the way that I'm looking at this here is it's for, fairly similar to the power forward position in terms of a couple um, smart options up top. Obviously, you can use Brow. I love what Greg Monroe's done, um, and I think you've got this window where he can make some hay um, until uh, Jabari Parker gets full complement of minutes. Um, I still oh, – um, I'm a uh, truther and believer in Julius Randle, and I think it's a good matchup against Brooklyn. Nobody's ever scared about Thad Young's defense. So there's um, – I took your advice on Nerlens Noel. I think he paid off the tag um, yesterday, 37.5 uh, fantasy points, second-highest point scoring, 17-12 and 12 with an assist, a steal, and block. So he d- chipped in there. Um, that's uh, right around 7K value for me. So if he hangs in that spot, I'm okay uh, there. And then you then we, then we got to let the, let the crap shoot begin. So um, I think I'm going to do do what you, uh, what you're suggesting here is so, and sort of stay in that range, and um, so keep away. Uh, can you make a case for anybody in in punt territory in this spot? I just it's just too ugly for me to really feel confident overall. I mean, you can take a chance on uh, like Jared Sullinger, who's supposed to be you know starting it into the lineup, and you know yeah. did, did it. I mean, I just don't trust. I don't. I'm not. I'm, it's not Jared Sullinger. It's um, Brad Stevens, who you just can't trust. Yeah, the way he's messing with that rotation. I mean, you you know the thing that I'm always about. I always tell people, like, if you want to be safe, you got to look for the guys that are getting safe minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you get down below, you know, probably, like the like I said, I mean, Ryan Anderson is the lowest I would go down there. And they've been um, aiding on his minutes, too. Yeah, and but, but at least that you know he's going to be seeing right. – enough of them you know like that's that's my biggest problem like you go down to guys like tristan thompson lewis scola like there's just so much up and down with some of these guys one game they're playing 33 34 minutes putting up 35 fantasy points Mm -hmm. look like a guy you have to use at four thousand dollars and then the next game they get 15 minutes and and put up like five rebounds and eight points yeah you know it's just i i can't like to me i want a guy who i know even if he has a bad game is still going to do enough or be on the floor enough to have an opportunity to get me four, five times value maybe. And if I have studs at every other position who played well, that they'll be able to make up for that one guy who has a bad game. If a guy goes out there, though, and puts up like an 11 fantasy point game for you or a 13 fantasy point game, even if you're paying $4,000, $5,000 for him, it's going to kill you because you're never going to be able to make up those points to get up in the tournament, and you're also never going to be able to 
you know, you're going to be playing catch up in your head to heads and, and, and your 50 fifties and all that stuff for the rest of the night where you could have a whole bunch of guys that did really well. But again, like we said the other day, you know, if you're playing in a head to head or a 50 50 where everybody's got four or five of the same guys, you know, you're basically playing a three on three, a four on four, a five on five versus the field. And if you have one guy who scores 11 points, you're going to need those other four guys to really go nuts in order to make up for the, you know, low number that that guy got you. So I'm all about guys that have safe minutes and upside. And, you know, like I said, below, I mean, honestly, really like below probably Julius Randle, Nerlens Noel kind of level, you're, you're basically in that territory. You know, I mean, like yesterday, everybody was using Markeith Morris at 5,900 on Fandle. And I think he only put up like 21 fantasy points on, uh, you know, over on Fandle. That's like three and a half times value. And if you look at a lot of those rosters that didn't wind up getting up for you, you know, he would be the guy that you probably had that you're saying to yourself, man, I wish I would have used somebody else other than him. So, you know, to me, it just doesn't make sense to go down and get some of these guys that, you know, maybe in a GPP, if you think that it's the right day for him and you're looking to get some variance and some upside, I guess you can make a case, but I'm not really looking to spend down. I think there are guys at other positions that I'm, a lot more comfortable spending down on than that power forward today. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. I'm, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Drawing the line at Ryan Anderson, and after that, I'm I'm going to be above that, uh, and I'm and I'm not going to mess around with the rest. It's just too ugly and too much of a gamble um, for cash or GPP because we we have too much uncertainty with some of the other um, you know, guys who don't who aren't a lock for minutes. All right, before we dive into the center position, Benny, we're going to let you know that if you're staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, but not his entire team, but your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to, well, now you can with the all-new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can pit ODB versus Megatron, LeBron versus Melo, Trout versus A-Rod. Creating a challenge takes seconds, and accepting challenges are even easier. No halftime challenges can be private or public and created for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit NoHalftime.com for the more information and, to and download the No Halftime app for your iPhone and Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at sign up. No halftime where the fantasy sports season never takes a break. And as we return from break, Benny, now we're going to cover the final position that we got to talk about for today for NBA DFS, and that's the center position here as well. Um, a lot more flexibility overall, depending on what you want to do and how much gamble you have or Pepto-Bismol you have in your uh, cabinet. So what are you looking at here for the Friday slate? <clears throat> well, Andre Drummond, <clears throat> excuse me, Andre Drummond's been an absolute stud so far this season. So I think you can pay up for Drummond if you're going to pay up for anybody. Uh, Phoenix is, you know, they did go out and get Tyson Chandler, but, you know, I still think that's a good matchup for Drummond. I mean, what do you have, 29 rebounds the other day? Something like that. Um, 25 points, 29 rebounds. You get a guy that can do that, you know, I mean, he he's an absolute stud. We talked about, you know, him and Reggie Jackson before basically being the entire Detroit team. So I think you can pay up for him. Uh, Asan Whiteside has been playing out of his mind lately. Uh, he's back to that guy that's racking up like 12, 15 rebounds a game, adding a couple block shots, scoring double-digit points. So I don't hate his situation either. Uh, Brooke Lopez is basically the entire offense for the Brooklyn uh, Nets. The L.A. Lakers are one of the worst defensive teams top to bottom, so I don't hate his situation either there. Uh, then the one guy who's still kind of cheap that I've been rolling out there and he's been producing for me, 
uh, I think he was 5,700 last night <clears throat> over on FanDuel. Excuse me. <clears throat> and that's uh, Jaheel Okafor. He's another guy who I have absolutely no problem rolling out if I'm trying to save. And then if I wanted to go really far down to the bottom, um, I don't like Willie Cauley-Stein, actually. I know a lot of people do. To me, he's more of just a defensive player. But I do like Costa Kufos. He's been putting up some pretty good numbers, uh, playing good minutes. And as long as DeMarcus Cousins is still sitting, I think that that's pretty safe to assume that he's going to be doing it again. So if he stays down in that $4,000 range, I think I like him more than I like guys like Miles Turner and Willie Cauley-Stein, even like a Festus Azili, who a lot of other people have been rolling out there. So Kufus would be the cheap guy that I'd be going down and get. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at the center position for uh, Friday night. All right, that makes a lot of sense for uh, me overall. Uh, the, way, the way that I'm looking at this here is I'm with you on – well, actually just going to sort of – keep away from both. I think there is an opportunity for Kufus, and he's probably going to get the start um, if DeMarcus Cousins is out, because you have to match up with big on big against Dwight Howard. Um, so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Willie Cauley-Stein, I, like you just... I wanted to feel good about the minutes because he got into a good situation against LA. Then he got the start against the Clippers and they didn't, they only played him 22 minutes. The numbers were fine for men's salary. Then they bumped him up to 4K. Um, and, you know, when he's sitting in the 4,600 range on DraftKings, he comes up with just 16 minutes. So if, you know, um, George Carl's going to mess around, then I am not going to mess around, um, with, uh, Willie Cauley Stein. So I, I'm, I'm with you on, on a lot of the top options. I think you can easily anchor with Andre Drummond. He's a, this is a good um, matchup with him against Tyson Chandler for him to go tit for tat. Um, 68.75 uh, uh, fancy points against Indiana. He just feasted. Indiana is going to be one of those spots where you just know they've got a hole in their lineup and you can target the other side of that. So um, and there's exactly who we need to uh, who, who you just mentioned in, in Hassan Whiteside. So um, in just taking a look at him, uh, price at 7300 on DK. If I'm not going to pay all the way up for Drummond, I'm going to see if Whiteside... Those are the two spots that I want to slide all the way down to. Um, and then uh, among that spot here, too, there, uh, Jalil Okafor has been basically paying off the tag at 6K, 6100 You know, mm-hmm. scoring 20... Oh, averaging just over 20, <clears throat> 20 points a game. But you really need him to get the rebounds up a little bit more so he can have that 40-point upside, and I think he has it. And he sort of, um, you know, flashed it a little bit with 26-7 and seven to get, uh, against Boston. Um, but you need him to get closer to a double-double and be a little bit more impactful from somewhere, an assist, a block, or something else like that for him to be a consistent option. But for 6K, I think he's you can, you can trust him as a value play. Aside from that, I'm not too excited about uh, the rest of the slate over overall uh, among the center positions. And so we we have a few good options, and and there's some gamble spots. Uh, you know, like we said, like you know, Kufus all the way down uh, for what you have to pay. I'm fine with Miles Turner. I think somebody's going to press the right button at some point, and then he's going to get like 28, 30 plus minutes. And you know, if he would have. Um, you know, maybe it's not the greatest situation against Miami, but it would probably be a, uh, one of the tougher mismatches if he matched up against Whiteside and Whiteside had to guard him all the way outside at the three-point line. So that could be interesting. But um, really, from aside from that, you're just not overly uh, excited with uh, the level of production once you get out of that that group there um, in the top ten. Um, last thing I want to mention too, I, I think I'm going to sort of keep tabs here. Jonas Valanciunas is 6K. If uh, Vucevic is out of the lineup and they end up going with some 
um, small lineup that we talked about with Aaron Gordon and Tobias Harris, or if they end up playing Dwayne Dedman or Jason Smith, any one of those scenarios could be a potential boost for Jonas Valanciunas. And right around there at, at 6K could be some potential value. Um, anybody else that we need to sort of talk about it mention before we head on out of here, Benny? No, I actually, I don't hate the, your reasoning on that Valakunas thing there. I think that could be viable as well. But other than that, I mean, I think we pretty much hit on everybody who I'd be looking to use in this one. I, you know, don't really want to come down much below Okafor. And I don't think you need to because he has a, a pretty solid price tag right there. Um, like I said, if I'm doing it at all, Kufis is probably the guy. But I, I don't think, I don't feel like based on the other positions and the value with guys like Thornton and Fournier, unless their price is like, really, really jump up through the roof. Um, I don't really think I need to at the center position here. So I, I, I'd be willing to stay and spend up. I really like, uh, you know, Whiteside and Drummond and, and Okafor if I needed to save money. So that's probably the way I'm going to wind up going. Perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm with you all the way. So you can punt all the way down <clears> in one spot. And, you know, I think we both agree, too, that, you know, like Kufus, for, as an example, just like GPP only. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, basically he's a guy who – is seeing minutes with the Marcus Cousins out. So he's priced like a guy who's a backup seeing 15, you know, 15, 18 minutes a game, and he's seeing more like 25, 28 minutes a game. So he doesn't need to do much at, at $4,000. He probably needs to get you like 22 to 24 points on DraftKings. Um, I, I didn't look at his price on FanDuel, but I assume he's probably down in the same $4,000 range. So he probably needs to get you like 20. He can get you, you know, 12 points and seven seven rebounds with an assist or a blocker steal, and that would be more than enough to pay it off. So it's not a guy who I'm looking for, like, 40-point upside out of, but I think he's safe enough that if you need a cheap option because you like expensive guys at other positions, that, you know, he could be somebody who's viable enough to keep you in contention. All right, fair enough. I think you and I... Um, are in pretty much agreement on that aspect there. And that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for Friday's action. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow where uh, Benny Ricciardi and I will also break down, or for Friday, we'll have a full positional breakdown for NFL Week 8. And then for uh, you, you Saturday ballers, we'll have the uh, Rotowire Saturday edition weekend update of the Rotowire DFS podcast where we do twofer. We go Bo Jackson on you, Deion Sanders. Well, the first half of the show will be uh, NBA DFS picks, and the second show, part of the show will call over ownership percentages for the Thursday slate locking tonight um, after we get the uh, Bengals-Browns action uh, on FanDuel, and we'll break down those ownership percentages and try to help you nail down your top GPP options given the information that we have. Thanks for listening, for, uh, everybody. Don't forget to uh, uh, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher to the Rotowire DFS podcast. Check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11, and send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.